Welcome back to Fantasy Football Flex. I'm your host, Jake Broxman, and today we will be going over my top fantasy football running backs for the 22 and 23 fantasy football season. So first, I have uh, I have their League of the Own rankings, which would mean overall the top two running backs, in my opinion, that I think are going to be the best throughout the season. So these two guys are pretty clear to me. I really do like Jonathan Taylor going into the season. I think last year he was a clear running back one out of anyone else. I think his volume is there. I think that uh, he's getting more involved in the pass game, according to the Colts offensive coordinator. Uh, he's still at the top and one of the most consistent running backs in the NFL. He has a great O-line and his team hasn't changed much. And I think that they won't have to throw the ball as much to get back in the games because they're usually a team that likes to run the ball when they hold the lead. And they do get the they do get to the lead pretty quickly. So I think that Jonathan Taylor is another really solid option this season. I think if you have the 101, I think that you still go Jonathan Taylor no matter what. And I think that if you take him early on in your fantasy draft, there's nothing to be worried about. Another guy, which is a little bit more risky, obviously, is Christian McCaffrey. Although if Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, I think that he is the clear-cut wide receiver one or running back one this season. Uh, Christian McCaffrey definitely has the highest ceiling, like I mentioned. Uh, really involved in the passing game over there in Carolina. Um, he can definitely be the most consistent running back, like I said, if he stays healthy. He throughout the past three or four seasons, has always averaged 20-plus points in the games where he is healthy. So if you do have this guy at the 102, I really like him. Obviously, like I said, Jonathan Taylor is still the clear-cut 101. But besides that, if you have Christian McCaffrey at the second available option, I still think that besides the fact of him getting injured, if he does stay healthy, he could possibly turn out to be one of the best fantasy running backs this season, no question. Now, going out, going back right under the League of Their Own tier to a very, very elite tier, my next guy that I like is Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, especially in PPR, just like Christian McCaffrey, is very involved in the Chargers passing game. The Chargers have one of the best offenses, probably top five, top five in the NFL. He's still a stud. He obviously is very involved in red zone touches. He catches a lot of passes out in the flat, which could help him score a lot of touchdowns. Last year, he was tied for first in touchdowns, which I think will regress because it's hard to keep up a 15 to 18 touchdown average each year. However, I think that Austin Eckler's been doing this for a while. He's been like this for about three or four years. I don't think that he'll see that much regression. I still think that he is easily a, a running back one for any league. And I think that if you have the one or three or one or four, he's still a very solid option for you to take. My next running back, which is usually drafted at, or ranked at along the seventh or eighth seed, I think is Derrick Henry. Now, Derrick Henry, before he got hurt last year, was the running back one. Obviously, him with the Titans, his team hasn't changed much besides the fact that they lost a few wide receivers, which might only help Derrick Henry. Now, Derrick Henry could see some regression this year, obviously, with his injury. But I think if he does stay healthy, he could easily be the running back one or running back two overall in fantasy football. Just due to the fact about the uh, the sheer volume and red zone touches that he gets, I would like to see him over 15 touchdowns this year. I think that if he can stay healthy, that's very possible for him. And if he does hit that, then Derrick Henry has a very solid shot to be the, the easily one uh, running back one in fantasy football this year. Uh, my next guy that I like on this list, which is still in the very elite tier, this is the last one, uh, is uh, Dalvin Cook. I think Dalvin Cook has the second highest upside within all of the drafts, right behind Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he's very involved in the passing game, which is going to help you a lot in a PPR league. He has a very good offense for the uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. He's very high in red zone touches as well. So when you get on the goal line, most of the time what you're seeing is a running back is a running back touchdown for the Vikings. However, when you take Justin Jefferson around the 20 or 30 yard line, that's where you're more likely to see 
the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, and either Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson connection there. But besides that, mostly when you get in between the 10 to 5-yard line, it's all Dalvin Cook from there. However, as we've seen in the past two years, he has gotten injured. And if he does get injured, I really do like Alexander Madison as the best backup running back in the league. I think that Alexander Madison has a high ceiling, but not nearly as much as Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, like I said, has health concerns, but when he's very healthy, he is a very consistent player to play. I see him as an RB3 or 4 this year throughout the whole league if he can stay healthy. Now, my tier past this, I have uh, the elite tier, which is right under very elite and obviously under a league of their own, but is Alvin Kamara. While faced with uh, odds for suspension this year, I think that they're just going to postpone that till next year with everything that's happening in the NFL. With that being said, I see Alvin Kamara being a very, very uh, important uh, skill player for the Saints this year. He is the center of the offense, obviously, which we saw last year with their uh, drought at QB. Now with the signing of Jameis Winston, that could change a little bit, but they still don't really have the wide receiver core besides Michael Thomas coming back in order to support him. And even if they do pass more, he's obviously very involved in the passing game, which could easily help him get another three to five touchdowns this year. Uh, new QB, like I mentioned, Winston. I think that he could help or hurt him. Winston is one to take shots downfield, which could lead to more interceptions. But if he does get more involved and tones down his aggression a little bit, I think that Alvin Kamara could be a very, very impactful uh, figure for the Saints in the red zone. The next guy I have, which uh, I do see a little bit of regression this year, which is still in the same tier as Alvin Kamara, would be Najee Harris. Najee Harris, like I said, should see some touchdown regression, especially with the new quarterback coming in, because all Ben Roethlisberger could really do last year was throw the ball 5 to 10 yards to Najee Harris. I don't think he could really get it past 15. Uh, this is his second year, obviously, and most time in his second year, you see some regression for rookies, just like I'm not too high on Jamar Chase this year, just because they're a second year player. However, Najee Harris last year, obviously an amazing season. I don't think you should see that much regression. I think he's a safe player, high volume, and uh, definitely a pass catcher in PPR too, which really helps. That should easily pick him up another three to five touchdowns or another 30, 40 points throughout half season. Joe Mixon is the last guy on the uh, elite tier. Obviously a very high-level powerhouse running back for a great team, the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, while the Bengals might be more uh, might be more pass-heavy with Joe Burrow, Chase, and Higgins, I think that Mixon is really a center point of that offense. And when they get into the red zone, I think they're always looking to him on first or second down, especially within the 5 to 10-yard line. He definitely owns the backfield there. I don't really see any other um, really other competition besides him. I think he needs to get involved in the passing game a little bit more if he wants to be a great PPR running back. But if he does do that, I can see him being a Najee Harris or even Christian McCaffrey type level player. Um, on the next, uh, on the next tier that we have here, which is a which is the great tier, I would usually look to take these guys in around two or three. We have Aaron Jones. He has very high upside, and he's going to exceed touchdown expectations this year, which is contrary to what most people believe. But um, the only reason I say that is because Aaron Rodgers would have to look for another target with Devontae Adams leaving. And because Devontae Adams is leaving, I think that it opens up a lot of uh, a lot of pass catching for Aaron Jones, especially inside the red zone. Now, if Aaron Jones can capitalize on this, and hopefully A.J. Dillon doesn't take as many reps from Aaron Jones as he can in the running game, I think that Aaron Jones could easily see at least 13 touchdowns this year. And I think that he could be a top five running back at, at his ceiling. But I also think that this is one of the more safer picks. I think that he would probably see lower as RB10 this year. But I really doubt that he goes any lower than that. 
I'd say if you could get him in the third round, this would be exactly where I'm looking for him. But besides that, I think that he has some super high upside. And the really only downside to him is that he's competing in the running game with A.J. Dillon. But I don't think that that's too much to, to stress about. The next guy I have on here is James Conner. Uh, Conner was tied last year for touchdowns with, um, with 15. Now, I don't think that he'll see 15 again. However, with the loss of DeAndre Hopkins, this is going to help James Conner. And the only downside to him besides that is that he's not a big pass catcher. But when you are looking inside the red zone, I think James Conner is obviously the number one option on this team, besides the fact that Kyler Murray can also run it in for himself. But James Conner is one of those powerhouse running backs I think is another safe pick this year that I think could help win you your league if you get him around three or four as well. Now, DeAndre Swift, who is my next guy, is a little bit more risky in my opinion, especially playing for the Detroit Lions. He's been a solid running back for the past two or three years. He's been a little consistent. However, he is on the Detroit Lions. And he has a competitive backfield with Jamal Williams, who's seen more touches year by year. And now I think that the more that they get into the red zone, they're going to look for a higher, more aggressive running back such as Jamal Williams. But I think besides that, when you're looking downfield, most of the times they're going to have DeAndre Swift as their running back. He's a little bit of a pass catcher. He gets a little bit of touches in the red zone. But this is another guy who I could see his ceiling being around eight or nine. But I could see his uh, his floor being around being around 15. So I really want to try to take him in round three. I would look for round four if you're going for DeAndre Swift. But if you're looking for a player that you need upside from, I don't think that this is a terrible pick. Now, on my next one for the tier rankings, we have Leonard Fournette. I think Leonard Fournette, as he falls into the good tier, he's a very good running back. He's been consistent. I actually might throw him into my tier above because last year uh, he went under the radar a bit. He was the running back six last year, and he didn't play the last three games against Carolina and the Jets, and we all know he would have scored at least 30 points throughout those three games. And he is a powerhouse running back. With Ronald Jones leaving the, leaving the Buccaneers going to the Chiefs, I think it opens up a lot of space for him in the red zone and in the passing game as well because that's about that, all they, they used uh, Ronald Jones for. And I think he's a very, very similar running back to Joe Mixon. If he can just get involved in that pass game a little bit more, I could see his ceiling even being five or six again this year. He might even crack top five. However, I see his floor being around 12 or 13. He's a very he's a little bit of a risky running back if he doesn't get involved in the passing game, but I still do think that this is a very solid option. I would target him in the third or fourth round, and I think that as long as the Buccaneers have been playing the way that they did the past three or three years, I think that this is a very good year for him. Now, on my good tier, which is next, I have Nick Chubb. He's a very, very good NFL running back. I would probably have him in the top five for just running backs in the NFL. However, he's not so great in fantasy just because of the fact that he doesn't catch passes and he splits reps with Kareem Hunt. It's a heavily competitive backfield, like I said. Most uh, ESPN analysts and others have this backfield as the best in the league, which I would agree with. There, however, going down the field in the past game, it looks like it's Kareem Hunt, but when they get into the red zone, it is all Nick Chubb. So if you're looking around the 15 to 20 yard line, I would say Nick Chubb is the powerhouse option there on first and second down. On third down, they might bring in Kareem Hunt, but especially if they get in, get in within the five, I think they're keeping Nick Chubb in the whole time. And another point to mention for Nick Chubb is that he has a new quarterback. He has uh, Deshaun Watson coming in for and Jacoby Brissett for half this year. And while I think that Deshaun Watson will play a factor once he gets here in week 11. I think weeks one through 10 should be big, big weeks for Nick Chubb, especially because he should be seeing a lot of uh, 
a lot of running instead of passing on the Browns offense. And by far, uh, my next running back here is the most risky running back in the draft, which is Saquon Barkley. I think he has a very, very high ceiling, especially because of the fact that he does catch passes. However, Saquon Barkley has been injured this past few years, and I think that he can, if he can just reflect back to his rookie season, he could easily be a top five running back, maybe even top three this season. I just don't see his floor as a reason to draft him in rounds one through three. I think that if you can get him in round four, maybe even five, I think that it is, that is the, uh, the prime time to pick Saquon Barkley. However, besides that, I don't like Saquon Barkley earlier just because of the fact of his injuries and because of the fact that he plays on the, on the Giants that don't have a great O-line. They're probably going to be having the pass to get back in the games. And I just don't think that that is the right situation for Saquon Barkley. However, if I could see Saquon Barkley maybe getting traded later in the season or maybe the Giants trying to build a better O-line around Saquon, I think that he could easily be a top five running back. Now in my, uh, my next decent tier, which I have, I have Javante Williams. Now I know a lot of the guys and analysis have been very high on this player or very low on this player, but I think that Javante Williams is a very solid running back this year. I don't see his ADP going at 12 or 13 at all. I think that there's much better options than that. However, I think that Javante Williams was very involved in the passing game last year down there in Denver, and the addition of Russell Wilson is only going to help that. I think that if he can get involved in the running game and try to uh, overcome Melvin Gordon there, I think that he should see a lot of touchdowns this year. In a PPR league, he could even have the upside of six or seven, maybe eight. However, I do think that his floor as one of the more risky running backs could see 15 or 16. So I think you just have to be smart when you're drafting this guy. If you could get him in the later rounds, I think it's a great pick, but definitely do not take him in the second or third round. Now, as one of my last guys here on this list, I have David Montgomery. David Montgomery for the Chicago Bears has been a very solid running back. I just think that the fact that he's on the Bears doesn't help, and the fact that they got a new quarterback, which the Bears are trying to uh, make a passing game plan around, is not going to help his reps either. However, in the red zone, like a lot of other running backs, the Bears usually look to, look to Montgomery on the 5 or 10-yard line. I think that if Montgomery can capitalize off that and score about 10, 12, maybe 13, 14 touchdowns this year, I think that he could see top 8 upside as a running back. But I don't really think anything besides that is going to help because going down the field, the Bears are going to look to throw more. Justin Fields likes to run the ball a lot. I just think that the split that he's going to have with the passing offense isn't going to help. Now, as, as my second to last guy here, I have Ezekiel Elliott. Now, Ezekiel Elliott has been a big name for a while. He's on the Dallas Cowboys, obviously. And the only problem with that is the fact that he is now splitting reps or close to split, splitting reps with Tony Pollard. And I think that Tony Pollard is a great running back for PPR. And if you could get him in the later rounds, you would. And that is exactly the problem I have with Ezekiel Elliott. I think Tony Pollard, especially in a PPR league, is going to take a lot of his pass catching away. And because he takes his pass catching away, I don't think that he's nearly as valuable in the PPR league. I think that if Z can see 13, 14 touchdowns this year, which I don't think he will, but I hope that he can. If he sees that, I think that Ezekiel Elliott could see a top 10 upside. But besides that, I don't really like Zeke inside my top 10. I think that he'll fall right around 13 or 14. But if he could have those games, maybe average 15, 16 points this season, I think that would be by far more than what people expected him to do. And I think that all fantasy owners should be happy with that. I would try to take him around the fourth, fifth rounds. Um, I would look at wide receivers or wide receiver one or two above him for sure. However, I think that if you can get him as a flex or off your bench, that's a really good option. Now, the last guy I have on this list is the rookie on the Jets, Brees Hall. Uh, 
Now, Brees Hall is a unique running back in the fact that obviously he's a rookie and he's the only rookie I have that I have spoken about on this list. And that's because he is for sure going to get the highest volume out of any rookie running backs. Uh, obviously, one of the downsides is that he's on the New York Jets and that never helps for any fantasy player. But the fact that they are already uh, giving Brees Hall more reps than Michael Carter inside training camp, I think that's going to help a lot. As well as the fact that Brees Hall is very, uh, very prominent in the red zone. I see him being a player such as uh, Najee Harris with his pass catching as well. I think that if he can just get that sort of volume and the Jets won't be too behind to where they have to pass a lot to get back in the games, I think that Reese Hall could be a very solid running back this year. And I think that if you could get him in the fourth or fifth rounds as your flex or off the bench, I think that he could win you leagues. And I think that as as long as he stays healthy and uh, he doesn't lose his job as a rookie, I think that Reese Hall could be a very solid running back. And with that, those are my top uh, 15, 16 guys I have for this year. Thank you for listening. Thank you.